0: Hey there, action fans! We are back to a special episode of Anything in Action. I'm your host, Athena Bound, joined here by Peter. And today, today, <laughs> today, <laughs> today, 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 today you, you got a little British there. Today, we're. T- <laughs> today is, <laughs> is the final <laughs> episode of 2021. What a year! Quite, quite. What a year. Full disclosure, I normally don't drink. When we record, but it's the end of the year, so fuck it. You gotta celebrate. Fuck it. (laughs) First up, we're gonna cover the Matrix Resurrections. Ooh. All right. (laughs) Are you gonna do a a whole plot breakdown? Because I I want to. Should I? I didn't write one. Should I just (laughs) just do do it? Wing it. Just do Do your your movie voice too. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it. Last one for the year. I haven't done in a while (laughs) because we've been kind of like free, free, ah, free flowing, free flowing, (laughs)
1: free falling.
0: All right, so I'm not going to give a spoiler warning because I actually don't want people to watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Matrix Resurrections is about Keanu Reeves stuck in the Matrix again. (laughs) Suddenly, there's this blue-haired chick that tries to rescue him, and then there's like another Morpheus, but he's really Smith, and they... They're in the real world, and, and sixty years in the real world, um, and then <laughs> they find out that there's a connection between Trinity and Neo, and they gotta save Trinity from the Matrix from Neo Patrick Harris, <laughs> but
1: Trinity's the one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's the one plus one because there's like there's two ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, I honestly it went over my head. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what worked. It's very few things that worked.
1: Okay, we'll we'll start there. Very yeah. few
0: things. <laughs> I will say there are two parts of the movie where I legit thought was kind of clever and I was like Lana mm-hmm. Wachowski, you should keep making movies. Mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. parts. The first part is Chad Stelhski, <laughs> Keanu stunt double playing his <laughs> oh, rival yeah. here as Trinity's husband.
1: Like if the Metanist wasn't hammering on you on the head already, like this was like pretty Really meta, like it was, but yeah. it was
0: good. It was well done, though. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was rather clever. You like that, yeah? Okay. Because, like, you know, instead of her, she marries his stunt double, <laughs> which is pretty funny if you think about it out loud. <laughs> now that's one thing. The other thing that I thought was pretty genius and well done um, was when they create the the scene where uh, Neo gets contacted by Morpheus, mm-hmm. and in the original it's with a phone call, but in this one because we're in 2021, it's with a text message. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it works <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll follow yeah. this text to the ends of the world yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty smart
0: <laughs> um I did generally like the idea of the Menendez. Mm-hmm. the idea mm-hmm. about how the movie takes place in a world where the Matrix is real but it's like I thought it was a movie at first but it's a video game mm-hmm. like it's kind of clever mm-hmm. but the execution was just off yeah
1: no I I, I totally agree with you there um I enjoyed the, or, I respected the meta-ness of what they were going for and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. Especially like, the whole, we're gonna make this movie without you, Wachowskis and yeah. Lana jumping in. He's like, oh, no, fuck you guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck fuck you, Warner Brothers. I'm I'm gonna like throw this in your face almost, because it feels like that's what she's doing in this movie. It's like she's like just like, I'm gonna do whatever I want and mm-hmm. you're gonna accept it.
0: <laughs> I honestly feel that if we had different directors, it would have totally been a better movie. Like a different could set be, of though? eyes? I think it could be. I don't know. I would feel it would have been just like a retread of everything and falling that's, into that's those. That's what they did though. <laughs> uh,
1: they they tried to like change it a little bit and that's why it just felt so off and just, okay. I don't
0: know. Here's well. coming from a guy who's not actually a fan of the Matrix. Like I'm not a big fan of this franchise whatsoever. Not even the first one? Just the first one. But like, <laughs> Second or third one, I think one, most people are like that. <laughs> but second or third one, when people say it was part of a trilogy, this and that, I know people legit like the storyline. I think it's full of shit. I think <laughs> two and three it's just
1: second and third, yeah.
0: It's totally made full up. <laughs> they had no plans. They only had plan for one movie, and that was that. Mm-hmm. But even then, when even when the the trailers came out, I I've told you on numerous occasions, like I. Don't care about this movie. I don't think it's going to be good, but I'll watch it because I still have respect for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And you, on the you're on the other side of the spectrum. You you are a fan.
1: I yeah. Uh, I love I love Matrix One. Mm-hmm. I liked Matrix Two, and I I can respect Matrix Three for what they were trying to go for or whatever. Yeah, like, but you
0: you had positive thoughts about. This I had movie it. Yeah, and,
1: and, and you know, just watching the trailers for this, I was like, oh, this is this looks really good. Like I. I was excited to see the movie. Yeah. And yeah, I just, as soon as the opening happened and bugs watching fake Trinity do her thing. And I was like, just the way they kind of replay that scene. Yeah. And I was, I knew right then I was like, Oh no,
0: <laughs> this, this does not feel right. <laughs> I, I think for me, when, when they went to that montage with a white rabbit song, mm-hmm. it's when I started to drift apart. of like, Oh God, <laughs> this is really boring. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the, that character of the the guy that's like trying to set up Neil with Trinity, who is that? I don't know. I just I, I did not like him. Like as soon as he came on he was like, "What is this? This isn't this doesn't feel right." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and it kind of went into that montage after, and it was like, oh, I'm, "I'm like totally checking out," and I'm I don't know. I just I, I couldn't connect. With the thing him, is, anything.
0: The only hope I had going into this movie is remember that line from Zendaya in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, if you're always disappointed, you never yeah. get disappointed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it can yeah. never, never. go. That's how I expectations, felt. Expectations, yeah. Yeah, something about expectations. Like yeah. it, it can only go better. Yeah. It just got worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the very least, at the very least, I was hoping the action to be good. Mm-hmm. Just like the, um, reloaded. How reloaded is not a good movie, but the action makes it freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. What? <laughs> like, in a way, though. The-
1: do you think Lana was saying something with the action where like she didn't want to bring back Wu Ping? Mm. She she had Child Stahelski on like working on the movie. I don't but... know which
0: scene though. Do you know? Yeah, no, I don't know what scene. He said he works. He worked he on worked on scene. some of them, but yeah. like this just
1: felt like just like terrible action, like where I don't give a fuck what's happening. I don't think she would do that. I it, it, like like was she trying like subvert like some? Type I don't of think expectation? so. I... Like I don't. For my, I don't get it because like. How could it be this terrible? Like, they've always done action so well. I mean, she's like, her and, you know, Larry, or Lily? Yeah, her and Lily. Sure. Sorry. Her and the, Lily, yeah.
0: The only thing I can take away from that, first off, Yu Mu Ping or no one from Hong Kong was yep. hired because yep. I looked at the IMDb. I was like, okay, this is a red flag. Another thing is it goes to show you how it, the way the action was shot was more from Wu-Ping and not from the Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it. Okay, you know, you know how everybody's like, "Oh, the Wachowskis, not a shoot action. Wow, long takes." Mm. I think it was Wu-Ping. <laughs> <laughs> I think they they basically just count out to Whooping. Okay, and they just listen, and that's all him. Another thing I want to point out, or I think it's a theory, I don't know for sure. Remember the first one? That there was the whole thing. Is like every actor trained for three, four months. Three months, right? something like that under whooping's tutelage probably longer than that yeah yeah, yeah. but that was the thing right they yeah. they bragged about that for like years oh, yeah. years oh, yeah. i don't think anybody trained on this one <laughs> just thrown into the sand i don't think anybody trained all right I, here's the
1: choreography you do it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i love yaya abdul-mantin i i think he's a phenomenal yeah, you, actor
1: you really trashed
0: uh, well just the you know some of what stuff. i said to you after the movie but this what i this is what i feel it's He's a very athletic, natural athlete. Like, mm-hmm. look at the guy; he looks mm-hmm. like a Greek god. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's very coordinated in that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember after we left the movie theater, I was like, he, "He looks really weird moving in those movements." Could have been purposeful though, because like he's he's a computer
1: program, right? And
0: all right, well, maybe well, actually,
1: even then, if he's a computer program, he should move more smoothly. He looked <laughs> very
0: awkward in the action. I series.
1: really don't understand what. Morpheus' whole role was in the the actual movie itself. Like he's a computer, but like why why does he look different? And I, I, I just
0: I don't understand that whole aspect of it. Not sure. Um, another thing too is a positive thing actually. Uh, Jonathan Groff? Groff. Yep, Jonathan Groff. He looks pretty damn good Mine- in action scenes he's he moved he looks good on camera <laughs> give that man a nobody give that man a john wick movie yeah. he that he could be a john wick villain <laughs> that motherfucker can move <laughs> no home or anything but like he looks really pretty on camera when he moves i'm so like whoa yeah. and we don't just like henwick can do martial arts yeah,
1: yeah she she's one of my positive aspects like i liked her i don't I, characters whatever um, I just like her because she's always like in these kind of roles where like
0: she elevates the material. She elevates she's what literally she's actually the best given. part of yeah. whatever it is we're yeah. watching. And, like I love I watch that
1: love and monster movie. I don't know if you've seen that one. No. Um she's probably the best part of that one too.
0: So she's so, probably she's the best part of this movie. Like if the movie focused on her and not Keanu and Trinity, mm-hmm. any of that crap. Yeah, just
1: give a new perspective on the, the whole and yeah, just have them as like peripheral and you're like just I don't know, yeah.
0: Okay, one thing I got to ask before we move on to this from this, sorry. Was there a reference to train to Busan? Was there? <laughs> I don't know because remember they go on the train, yeah, and then they do that whole thing, that thing where they turn into zombies?
1: The the swarm. Yeah, the swarm. swarm
0: mode. They go swarm, swarm mode. mode. Yeah. I'm like Why am I watching Train to Busan? Why are they referencing (laughs) Train to Busan? Is there a meta connection thing going on here between Matrix and Train to Busan?
1: (laughs) That does that opens so many questions too, because like the end of Matrix Revolutions, they they had this whole um, pact where like um, anyone that wants to get out of the Matrix can they have full choice, right? Yeah. But this feels feels like they. The computers have control of everyone. There's where no they, pack. they can turn on swarm mode, and then are all these people just dying? Then there, all these batteries just getting dying There's no, no pack. Like, there's no yeah.
0: pack. Even if they do die, they just reset to another yeah. person, right? <laughs> yep. There's no pack. Yep. How but, do you uh, how do you feel, of Barney Stinson, as the? <laughs> okay, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't get the train of Busan reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how it kind of led to the part where they just nosedived dived <laughs> attacked them. that was that was a cool visual That's that was cool a cool visual, visual. that was yeah. probably the best part in terms of action yeah um but overall this movie was worse than <laughs> it was worse than dark phoenix it's worse than the dark world thor yeah. the dark world it's yeah. worse than genesis somehow <laughs> Gen- terminator genesis it's worse than that one worse than f9 yes it was <laughs> it was because up until that point f9 was my worst Theatrical movie experience in the last five years, (laughs) and then this happened. I'm like, wow! Like, I, I legit wanted my money back. Very odd, very odd for me. But I know I fall asleep a lot, but like, I kind of fell asleep during this movie. Yeah. All right, good. So, moving on from the negativity of The Matrix, are we gonna score it though, or do do we want to score it? (laughs) Do we have to do categories with it? I don't. know I'm not doing anything. I, I want to forget this movie existed. (laughs) Um, I hope
1: I hope they do not do another sequel to this or anything at all.
0: Well, here's the thing: the whole meta thing. The only thing that positive that popped in my mind was I, I really wish Twenty Three Jump Street was like instead of being in Men in Black world, it should have been in like this world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get Channing Tatum in. The <laughs> Would that be
0: hilarious? <laughs> Tell you what, get those guys. Get the, the what are their names? Uh, Lord and something Miller. Yeah, Lord and Miller. Yeah. Lord the writers. Yeah, yeah, those guys yep. and directors. Get those guys to make the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. They would. They're so much better in meta commentary than like <laughs> Lana Wachowski. No disrespect. But, but actually, you know what? Let's do something fun here. Before we move on, what, what, what rank your Wachowski movies? Just top three.
1: Top three. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Matrix. Obviously, Matrix one. Matrix. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm gonna go Bound two. Okay. I really like Bound. That's a really. Really good movie. Yeah, uh, I I liked it. Um, uh, shit. <laughs> shit. I liked it, but uh, <laughs> I might go with. I think I might do V for Vendetta, or but that's not they, really what Wachowski's movie. He didn't direct that. Did so. not direct it. Okay. Um, I, I might go with Cloud Atlas, though. I like I appreciated what they were trying to go for with that. So I like the the grand aspects of it, mm-hmm. like where they're like going huge okay um as an overall movie it didn't work and so looking at it overall from what i'm thinking their movie filmography uh, most of it is not has been a miss for me so
0: if it were up to me which <laughs> i okay i want to put cloud Atlas as number one because i generally love that movie more than matrix mm-hmm. i genuinely really? do really <laughs> i think it's a masterpiece i really like the theme of people finding each other again in uh because they're always connected with uh love li- different lives <laughs> yeah. because that's a very buddhist theme too mm-hmm. like you're a buddhist you know yeah totally. like there there's one of the <laughs> movies on my list today like we're gonna cover later where you know brothers are gonna die and he's like hey let's be friends in the next life yeah no problem <laughs> it's the same thing it's like a cloud atlas like i really want to put cloud atlas at number one i honestly think it's a masterpiece but i res- i know matrix is just a bigger cultural phenomenon so matrix number one cloud atlas number two and I'm gonna go out of left field. Speed Racer number three. Speed Racer. I gotta rewatch that. I have not
1: <laughs> watched that since like when it first came out. Yeah. And at that time, yeah, maybe I wasn't ready for it. So I was like, "This is kind of weird. This is too it's weird. weird.
0: It's weird. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it's okay. Like it's it's
0: okay to be weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I respect that.
1: Did you ever watch the their TV show The Sense
0: Eight at all? No, no. no. Okay. Is it good? Uh, I have not watched it either. So. All right. Now let's move on to positives. So ah, 2021 has ended. In review, let's do it. In review, let's talk our top five action movies. Action movies. Action (laughs) movies of 2021. (laughs) Should we do honorable mentions before our top five or should we do them after? Yeah, you can uh, maybe do them after. Do them after? Yeah. All right. All right. What do you got for number five? Numero Cinco. I actually kept... Crossing and switching them in and out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> originally, I had Godzilla vs. Kong originally for number five, but ultimately I went with The Suicide Squad because it's over an overall better movie experience and story okay. Okay. than Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five for me, I have No Way Home.
1: I love this movie, but it's as an action movie, just mm. looking at it action perspective, Um it doesn't compare to some of the stuff that comes before it. Uh, I love the movie, but, and I'll talk about it a little bit more later. So, all right. So number four,
0: I have uh, nobody. Nobody. Nobody.
1: nobody. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. Like all,
0: <laughs> ultimately, it's a remake of John Wick, but that's okay. Yeah. Because they, he's different from Wick. He's older. He gets hurt. Um, the story. It, this kind this one kind of has a bit of a third act problem like marvel movies <laughs> it's kind of weird like that but uh, i think it's still a very good great achievement from the um where what's that team called 7 7-Eleven. 21 eleven 87 eleven 21 eleven you're naming just numbers 21 87 eleven yeah yeah i i got confused because I, I knew i do know they got rebranded or renamed in the past year so i don't know what they're called now mm-hmm. if they are still eighty seven eleven, those guys mm-hmm. <laughs> great achievement in action
1: yeah uh i have that as actually my number three so i'll just speak a little bit about it um yeah i i, I love how like compact it is it's like it's an hour and 30 minutes it just rushes by it's it's a small story well, hold on
0: why don't you watch it uh,
1: I watched it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, tells Re- you. Yeah, recency <laughs> bias, but yeah, go on. Yeah, no, it's not recency bias. <laughs> a little bit, maybe. <laughs> uh, but like, I I did really enjoy it. like I. All the action aspects of it, but um, just I, I love how just it breezed by. It's like a small story, but um, it still hits you like in the feels and like where where, where it really, it felt like an old school action movie that you get like where it's just like a small little story, but. You get this awesome, ashen set pieces uh, here and there, everywhere. So, yeah. Cool. So, what's your number four? Uh, so, my number four was actually Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, another recency bias. I did just recently watch it. Today? Yeah. T- today, yeah. <laughs> I got to rewatch stuff for this podcast. This is the only reason I watch movies in the first place. Um, but the actual action in this, this is amazing stuff. Um, everything's clear. Everything that uh, all the complaints I've ever had about any of this universe movies that came before this, this just cleared up because like literally
0: it was clear like I could see everything that was happening and I I just loved it. So I actually have that on one of my honorable mentions. It's not in my top five. Okay, I it was in my top five originally. It was number five, but the whole reason why I took it off is it's it's really not that strong of an overall movie. <laughs> Because the nine, ranking nine. here is overall action movie. So, it like, all facets, like, character development and emotional attachment, this and that. Um, I love the action. Don't get me wrong. If I was just rating the action, this would probably be number one. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to pull off a CGI fight with two giant creatures mm-hmm. that you kind of care about. Like, <laughs> like, you know, it's hard. But, no, I, I ultimately took it off my list completely because I, I felt that it, the movie was pretty unsatisfying, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I loved it, and I keep watching it over and over. It's probably <laughs> it's probably the one I watch rewatch the most out of all the movies i seen on my list. Um, but number three, so you, your number three was Kong vs Godzilla. No, that was number four. Three was nobody. Three was nobody. Okay, yeah. so three for me is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, number three, Shang Chi. Part of the reason why it's not number one or number two, for that matter, is other. The first half hour to an hour, amazing. <laughs> I, I wish that was the movie, to be honest. Right. It's just the third act just kinda and okay, here's the thing. I'm not gonna be old to be negative about it because I love this movie. They're doomed if they don't or they're doomed they they doomed it to like they try something different and mm-hmm. people are still gonna like swear at them regardless. Mm-hmm. Cause remember when Black Widow came out? Yep. And the third act, people were like, Ugh, the stinks aren't high enough. What a terrible third act. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, people are going to play in either way. Yeah. So then when they do the CGI finale, everybody's like, Ugh, oh, another CGI finale. Gross. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. So I get why they their hand was forced to do that, especially when they're trying to peel the China market, even though it never won there. So I get it. Yeah. But other than that, uh I personally feel the bus fight should have been the end of the second act and the scaffolding should have been the third act. That's what I think. But, yeah, that's ultimately why it's not number one or two. Okay.
1: Uh, so for me, I've already done number three, which was Nobody. Uh, number two for me was Suicide Squad. I did really like the action in this. Um, I thought Gunn just... He really nails the whole comedic aspect and then putting it in with like really brutal action. Like There's some really gory stuff that like, goes over the top and it gets into like almost the really, really black humor part of it, especially the whole sequence. With the like the dick measuring contest between um, Bloodshot and uh, Peacemaker, um, so like he he nails somehow he nails the tone of, and like shifting between those two things, and so I I really like the uh, Suicide Squad for number two for me.
0: Yeah, I like Suicide Squad too. It's just I don't. It's one of those movies where it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's just the action scenes for me were a bit weaker. You didn't like them, eh? No, I like them. There were moments. Just like with Spider-Man No Way moments. Home. Yeah. There's great moments, but the overall action sequence that follows the moments or are around them mm-hmm. don't stick in my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of falters. Yep. Um, number two for me, should have been number one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I don't know why I didn't put it as number one, but number two for me was Raging Fire! <laughs> Donnie Yen's Raging Fire! Such a callback. <laughs> this is They basically took Donnie Yen's SPL and Flashpoint and like, melted it together and made a new movie Uh, I'm I think the reason why I didn't put it as number one is because China is basically remaking this movie like 20 times (laughs) (laughs) this movie is essentially a remake of Heat (laughs) This is like their diehard, where they're just using the same tropes over and over again. It's heat. It's literally <laughs> heat, and they just creep. And I watched like five other Chinese movies this year. That it's the same movie. <laughs> it's just it's slightly tweaked, like in Shockwave with Annie Louds. Like they're they're bank robbers, but they're bombs, so you need a bomb disposer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I unfortunately did not get to see this movie, so uh, yeah, this is on my uh, watch list for next year for sure. Uh, number one for me is Shang-Chi. Uh, I have the same complaints as you. Third act, I was not into. But the first two action sequences were so, so transformative. And, like, just the what MCU has give, given before and what this these two scenes gave, uh, it was just, like, mind-blowing to me. And then also there's this little sequence that I really love. It's my favorite sequence. One of my favorite sequences of the whole movie is, um, Tony Lung taking his revenge and taking his um, young Shang-Chi to him. It's, it's a, I don't know if you quali- qualify that as an action scene, but I love the scene overall. So I still, and that happened a little bit later in the movie. So uh, that, you know, that and plus the two action sequences before
0: just made it my favorite action movie overall. Right on. Number one for me, and I couldn't really choose any other one, Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. was the best action movie of this year. The why I say that, even though the action surrounding the moments, like basically the same complaints I had with the Suicide Squad apply here, mm-hmm. where the actual moments were cooler than the actual action. Mm-hmm. But what elevates the material is the overall movie itself. There's just so much at stake and so many emotions involved where you just can't help but make a number one. And also another reason why I chose it was, let's say you... Meet some a girl at a bar and like they ask you what's the what's the best action movie you watched it this year? First movie is *Pulp Fiction*. Where are you going to? What girl is this? <laughs> well, if you tell me you're in an action movie, they'll ask if they like you. So you know, if a girl asks that, that's the first thing that pops in my mind: *Spider-Man: No Way Home*. Mm-hmm. That's why it's there. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Oh wait, sorry. Audible mentions. Yeah. Do you have any? No, I don't. All right, cool. <laughs> Alright, full like I know you watch a lot. I know you're a cinephile, and thank you for not watching that many movies this year to make me look good <laughs> on my own podcast. Thank you, yeah, <laughs> thank you. That's my Tr- goal. True friend, true friend.
1: To make the other guy look
0: good. Honorable mentions boss level. I've not World. seen that. No, no. It's a fun romp. Yeah. It's uh... a. <laughs> It's almost like a remake of our short film three three three. Is
1: Mel Gibson a villain again? Yeah. <laughs> Why though?
0: Like you remember that short film we made where you kept reliving the same moment over and over? 333. 33, <laughs> it's the action version of that. <laughs> it's really fun action. It's definitely throwaway pop. Um, mm-hmm. Frank Grillo is always a pleasure to watch. Mm-hmm. Seeing him being all badass and like beating people up. Great stuff. Uh, next one, it, <sighs> I, I was debating about throwing this on, but like. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> I, Not.
1: I was debating that too. That's why I
0: put it as an honorable mention. It's just, it's still definitely superior to the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat, fun movie.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's still a fun movie. I think it's still like, you should still check it out. Part fun movie. movie Sub Zero. Action wise, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Black Widow was another one. Yep. That's an
1: action movie. Yep, I
0: get that. Tomorrow War from Amazon Prime. Yep.
1: Chris Pratt. I actually did see that
0: movie. Just didn't make your list?
1: No, because I didn't like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very memorable no, no, whatsoever. It but it's still like
0: I still enjoyed it. It's it, to me it was like a Michael Bay movie. You just throw it on like, hey. Yeah. I don't remember. And No Time to Die. Because no to it's die. it's the Bond movie. You always gotta mention a Bond movie as a but as Asher, a memorable mention. It
1: wasn't really an action movie, but
0: it had the, it had its moments. Yeah, it had the wonder which I didn't really like but you know a lot of people did. Yeah. All right, next up we got top 5 action scenes. Action scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah, save properly so people know what the hell
0: you're Top talking. 5
1: action scenes. What is your number So uh do we need to mention that uh, we're going to speak about TV or sure television uh, series as well?
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't actually have any television stuff in here. Oh, okay. That's Even funny you told part. me to. I know. But the thing is I I couldn't None of them compared. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. why to what I have on
1: my list. <laughs> All right, start off. Start off. Okay, so I'm uh I'm gonna go with an action scene from a TV show, and it's animated too. So you probably uh, not invincible. allow it. It is invincible. Mm-hmm. It's invincible versus Omni Man, and it's mainly because of the whole sequence where Omni Man is holding him in that subway train, and he's just slicing through like innocent bystanders. I from a cartoon or just even like any type of like pop culture thing like I've never been like gross like really grossed out or like just like shocked and that scene shocked me it was like oh my god this is so brutal so yeah I had to include that in this list
0: yeah I was going to do that too but I put it ultimately I put it on my Audible mentions <laughs> number five for me I put Spider-Man versus the villains at the Statue of Liberty. okay Spider-Man's <laughs> Mainly due to the emotional aspects and the moments, not the actual action, because the actual action wasn't great. No. It's just, there's a lot of great moments. All those wow moments, though, like, especially that part where all three of them are swinging oh, and, and Tom Holland's, like, sp- sprays. Sprays. <laughs> sprays both of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, he webs both of them and he, like, does a Hong Kong spin midair and pulls them <laughs> together. <laughs> that alone um, deserves to be a top five spot. hmm
1: Okay. Uh, number four for me, another TV show, Hawkeye. Uh, the chase in the third episode, the the chase where yeah, they're basically just using the whole trick arrows and like figuring out what the hell they're doing. And I just really like the whole aspect where like they couldn't really communicate because Hawkeye's like deaf in that scene. Um, so it had a lot of comedic aspects, but like a lot of like cool inventive action things. And it was a
0: wonder too. Yeah, it was a
1: wonder that they were trying to. It, it felt very much like the wonder in um, Extraction. Yeah, a or little it, bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, right? Um, and then just using like the the whole PIM
0: particle thing, right? Yeah, Which you end didn't there. understand.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand at the time. It was like because remember, the hell is that?
0: like like a week later, you're like, so why is that arrow turn giant? <laughs> yeah. It's like PIM particles, I didn't man. Pay enough attention. PIM, PIM. <laughs> you don't know PIM. Felt no, like kind of a waste. <laughs> you don't know PIM. <laughs> I felt like they could have saved
1: that PIM because these that's very rare.
0: <laughs> PIM. All right. Number four for me was uh, originally it was the Hawkeye finale with the at the Rockefeller Center. Oh, but ultimately, okay. I took it off. Yep. Um, only because this scene was better. Uh, so that is one of my uh, honorable mentions. But number four is the nobody bus fight. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> nobody. What did you like
1: most about this sequence?
0: I liked how he was getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, it's not like John Wick where like he just... He's a bit superpowered a little yeah. bit. He's like yeah. god god yeah. level. Yeah. Whereas this guy, like he gets hurt when he gets, when but like, he hits people or people hit his skull. Each punch though, you you could feel the impact
1: of each punch like it, it felt like it was affecting every single person. Like everyone was reacting to it naturally in a way.
0: Yeah, it felt right? The action was more grounded in our reality mm-hmm. versus Wick. It's like an alternate, like a, alternate like a dance, dimension,
1: right? Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Whereas this one is like an actual scrap where people are struggling. It kind of did like what I said when we covered the raid, how not every punch or kick is perfect. It's mm-hmm. very incorrect. Mm-hmm. So by by that, it fools us as the audience in viewing it as something more realistic. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, when he's thrown out of the bus, I was shocked. Like I did, I did not expect that at all. That was like the whole subverting like oh this is gonna be like one of those john cool john wick scenes mm-hmm. and he's like oh my god he got thrown out and like now he's got to reset himself and like
0: <laughs> recuperate it's almost in the way yeah, i'm sorry in a way if jackie chan in his age him <laughs> right now if he were to do a fight scene this is how it would be yeah,
1: he kind of did it in the foreigner <laughs> mm,
0: he didn't get that hurt in the foreigner nah, nah. No, no 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 he he's was a bit he's, he's a bit god level in that too but i'm saying like <laughs> This is how he should do action scenes. Yeah. And then that's probably what, what connected with me. And also it's on a bus, just yeah. like another yeah. shot. But your
1: boy's in the scene. Your boy. Yeah. Daniel Bernhardt. <laughs> I was a fan of him, him in
0: the nineties. <laughs> like I remember I talked about this guy in grade two and people <laughs> were like, what the fuck are you saying? I was like, you know, Bloodsport. Bloodsport two. Bloodsport two. He's like, no, that does. That's not real. <laughs>
1: And then you moved on to Bad Boys 2.
0: <laughs> no, I moved on to uh Gary Gary Daniels. Uh that was yeah. another guy. <laughs> <laughs> Love that the... guy. That's <laughs> only no, uh where are we? Kind of number... got off. track are we? track there. We're number three? Yeah, I did um, yeah, I did number four. So
1: what's your number three? Okay, so I did Hawkeye Rape of Four. Uh number three for me actually was bus Scene as well from okay. nobody. So yeah, we talked about it. Alright, cool. Uh number
0: three for me. Ooh, I actually forgot about this, and I put it up literally the hour before it recorded. I put it back on there. Mm-hmm. Malignant, the ending scene in the police station. Oh, <laughs> I my God. I've seen some clips, but
1: I don't fully understand what the hell I was oh, watching.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Total insanity. <laughs> I, I think what makes it so, – what what covered my – what, like, made me – Love it so much. Mm-hmm. Was I think I watched it while we were filming our tenant style fight scene, or like after we were editing something <laughs> like that. And wait, is this our sequel? Are we gonna do a no, fight we here? can't do that. <laughs> but and it was basically tenant was on my mind. And the malignant monster is a monster where the face is in the back of her head, so it fights backwards. <laughs> So it basically did what we did and what Tenet did, but it just made it so much cooler. Where like there's <laughs> another this, level. Like this monster is like walking, fighting backwards, like killing everybody in the police station. Total insanity. Like <laughs> so cool, so cool. Yeah, I remember when you showed me this. I was like, "What the
1: hell am I watching? This makes no sense. <laughs> I don't get it." Now you know. And like everything that came before it is like a total like. 180 from what this... No, no, happens, no, no. Right? Or... There's
0: parts of it like throughout the entire movie. Are where they? Because okay. like, the monster appears sporadically. Yeah. There'd be like a chase scene and like you don't really know what's going on. You just see... This, but he's actually this... running backwards. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> running backwards and like killing people and shit. Which is
1: even more like... So unsettling. unsettling. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But like, you know, for me, I had 10 out of my mind. I was like, oh. Tenant sequel. like 2. Where's the Hong Millic-men. Kong spins? <laughs> <laughs> I think there are a few in there. There are a few in there. All right, what's your number... Two. Uh number two is uh
1: from uh, Suicide Squad. It's the whole uh bloodshot versus uh Peacemaker, like outdoing each other. Just it, it, it just kept escalating their like little comedic battle that they had and uh just the little looks that they kept giving each other. And it's just uh, anything with the Drees Elba it's just it just makes it like so much cooler. So even if John Cena is there and he's not that cool.
0: <laughs> you should call him by his DJ name. I think it's just Driss. <laughs> DJ Driss. I think it's something like that, or like big black something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Google <laughs> it. <laughs> number two for me. Uh, should have been number one. I probably should. Yeah. Anyways, number two for me is Donnie Yen versus Nicholas Shea. Oh. C. Shay. T-S-E. Nicholas Shea. <laughs> Nicholas at the end of Raging Fire. Um, I've showed you the scene. Okay. It's. It's almost like a redo of the SPL um, alleyway fight, mm-hmm. except this guy's got two knives and Donnie's got the baton. Mm-hmm. then it kind of mixes in a bit of, bit of flashpoint, mm-hmm. and it ends with Donnie doing like a Matrix-style armbar off the wall, <laughs> and he's like almost sixty, <laughs> so it's so cool. Was that uh, all
1: natural? No wires.
0: <laughs> I, honestly, I, I think I'm pretty sure it was stunt double, but okay. still, it was cool. <laughs> it was like Donnie has he clinches Nicholas against the wall, and he like climbs nicholas and flips off the wall and like does a flip and flips him into an armbar it it, it was so cool it was like (laughs) the matrix that's what the matrix should have been yeah number two
1: all right what's your number one my number one was one don't we shang chi which fight i'm gonna go with the scaffold fight oh is it is it different from yours (laughs) yeah um good because I, I had a tough time wrestling between the two because I love them both so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but scaffold fight, it still has Jackie Chan influences, obviously, from Rush Hour 2. I don't know why you would take that as an influence. But um, the main thing I love about it most, other than the whole little parkour se- sequence when he had to catch Katie, yeah. uh, was the Death Dealer fight. Like I love that those two going at it and the speed. That mm-hmm. they were, is displayed. I know, you know, things may have been cranked up or you know whatever, um, and there's probably not you know C. in the scenes themselves or whatever, but just everything about it, it's just the way it was shot, the way the music, the the lighting, the whole uh, Skyfall lighting and everything, um, everything about it just like hit on me. And I, it should have been
0: like, the final fight of the movie. Yeah,
1: that should have been.
0: <laughs> should have been the third act.
1: It, what? Hit, yeah, his final battle should have been with Death, been Dealer. Been Death Dealer. It should have been Death Dealer. Yeah. Maybe before moving it to but yeah, it should have been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm i more of a fan of the bus scene and that's number one, the mm-hmm. bus scene. Mm-hmm. Partly because it has a better action storyline, if you will. Okay. You know, it's like on a bus, then there's something that's going on. He's got to stop the bus and save the people. I just felt it had a better overall story and also most of it was Simu, whereas the scaffolding, it's not really Simu for mm-hmm. a lot of it. Like when you watch it on repeat, you're like, all right, that's not him. All right, that's... especially the the parkour stuff and like when he fights Death Dealer, where it's like all these top down shots. Yeah. Originally, they're like, "Oh, that's a cool shot." And they're like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> 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 I get um, it. Yeah, and also because uh, I've said this on numerous episodes, but to me, the bus scene because it was shot by Bill Pope, cinematographer, it's like to me, it's like the spiritual successor to the train fight in Spider Man Two. <laughs> So I'm always yeah. like, oh, ah. <laughs> so whenever I watch that, I always watch the train fight right after, <laughs> which is every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Honorable mentions. Do you have any? I do. I do. I do. Go. Uh,
1: honorable mentions. I have uh, Spidey versus Green Goblin. Okay. In the apartment. Just the brutality of it. In a Spider-Man movie, have you ever felt this much intensity? Like Probably where- the
0: first one. With Sam Raimi when he fought Goblin. Right at the end. Yeah, where Goblin's beating the shit out of him.
1: (laughs) And again, Goblin shows up. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, just the intensity of this one and like his maniacal, I can't say the word, but. Maniacal? Yeah, laugh. Like when Peter like does his little parkour and like jumps on his shoulders and just punching him. And he's like laughing it off. Like, oh my God, that, that really affected me in a way. I was like, oh my God, this guy's scary as hell.
0: All right, honorable mentions for me was, as I previously said, the Hawkeye finale on the Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done, that shot of where he made everything around him electric and the, the shot just panned around him was so sick. The last duel, the fight between Matt Damon and Adam Driver.
1: Mm. What? i not seen this movie.
0: It was shot by Ridley Scott, and I never really liked Ridley Scott's action scenes, but then he adapted, and he shot it like how you should action Action where the camera doesn't move much and there's long takes and and plus what was at stake which is Jodie Comer's life Um and also the ultimately the the ending part when Matt Damon finally kills Adam Driver and there's this guy Spoiler. in the crowd <laughs> th- there's this guy in the crowd played by Jarda from uh, Born Supremacy okay the guy with his hands tied where he, like he he know, he didn't want to cheer for him publicly because people hated Matt Damon but when Matt Damon wins he's like Yeah <laughs> I I debate about putting them in my top five, but there's just so many good action scenes this year. So you kind of mentioned like you don't like how Ridley
1: Scott shoots action scenes. So the whole Gladiator. Did you enjoy any of those aspects? There, or...
0: I enjoyed them as what they were was spectacle, but I don't I don't really like the way they were shot. Really, it was like shaky cam shit. Okay. Um. Another honorable mention was Duncan Idaho, <laughs> Death and Dune. <laughs> I cried. I cried every time. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? No. Why did you sacrifice? Why? Well, the best character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, another one was the Wonder and No Time to Die. I don't really like it that much, mm-hmm. but I, I still got to mention it because it's mm-hmm. still a quite the achievement. Yep. <laughs> like it's hard to do regardless. Oh, um, um, honorable mention uh, as well.
1: Uh, and an Armas, her little sequence, as well in that movie. It's a uh, it's not very long, but I really like enjoyed every aspect of uh everything that she inputted in there. I like I, that I want too. more of her. I
0: like that too. Uh the only reason why I started my armor mentions for top five was it, it had the problem of Spectre where like you're playing the video game on like super easy. Mm. Like there's literally no threat to them. They're <laughs> they're walking around doing shots like, oh, you got this? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was almost like a spoof. It was like Austin like Powers. <laughs> yeah. It was like a, it, it, it went from James Bond to Austin Powers. And like the spin it was weird. Uh, it, it felt like its own separate mini movie. Yeah. Um, oh, another one I wanted to bring up before we move on. Reminiscence had a really good fight scene in it, like really good. <laughs> Hugh Jackman the movie? Yeah, Hugh <laughs> Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson. It was it was really good. Okay. The movie wasn't great. Okay, I didn't really enjoy that movie that much. Cool moments, but overall, it, it, it felt like Transcendence starring Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. But there was a fight scene. Um, the way it was shot with a wide angle lens and how they were moving, it, it was it felt like watching a mix of Old Boy in there, mm. um, and the movements they were doing um it, it was really cool i can't even explain it look it up whoever listens to our podcast <laughs> look it up look it up look google it yeah you, you YouTube it yeah you tube it no one else has watched reminiscences get tube it <laughs> all right next up next category we got top five heroes they can be male or female Heroes. all right number five who do you get number five i have uh Yelena Florence Pugh from both Black Widow and Hawkeye. All right. Part because she basically just takes whatever project and just takes it away from whoever's starring in it. He's like, oh, yeah. it's my movie now. Steals Mine. It. Steals Mine. it. Mine. <laughs> like the best part of Hawkeye was her talking about macaroni and cheese. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, number five for me is Kong from
1: Kong versus Godzilla. Any circus?
0: Yeah. I felt... Actually no, it's played by someone else. <laughs> I just assume every monkey is played by someone always any it's any always answers. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, just I, I I felt like so connected to him and um uh, you know, I really actually felt Godzilla was like a villain at the beginning, but really it's the they're the equals. But I love Godzilla. I mean I I love Kong. Kong. Godzilla kinda villain. Godzilla's a little bit of he's, he's a good an asshole cool. on this one.
0: Yeah. Nice. Number four for me. Duncan Idaho <laughs> from Dunes played by Jason Momoa. Momoa is charismatic as fuck. <laughs> I should have put it as number one on charisma alone. And uh, charisma and his name alone. Duncan Idaho. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> That's part of the book, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, name. yeah. What a fucking name. Only explanation, that name. <laughs> and that hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your number th- four? Number four is uh,
1: G-Hun, player 456 from Squid Game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of arc. You know, he's he's very relatable. Like, he's he's got his flaws. You know, he's, yeah, he's doing everything he can to, like, improve himself and be there for his daughter. So And then just his whole arc throughout the whole games that he went through. So, yeah, number four for me. Nice. Number
0: four for... No, oh, sorry. Number
1: three. Twa, 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 twa. <laughs> sure.
0: uh, uh. Number three for me was Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. Kate
1: Bishop. Hawkeye. You
0: liked her more than uh, Yelena, eh? Well, she had more screen time. Oh, and the story's more sure, about yeah. her, right? <laughs> um I think partly why she ranks so high for me. She, she should probably be number two to be honest. honest. Mm-hmm. But it's <laughs> just how comfortable she is. Considering her age and her introduction to this giant MCU world, mm-hmm. now she just slides right in there. Slides right in. It's yeah. like she's always been there.
1: Yeah, she fits right in with the the whole like you know all the dialogue and everything. And she, man, she's she's Haley Steinfeld as a comedic actress mm. is her timing is and everything just her delivery
0: perfect. She's um, like a a female Shia labouffe <laughs> <laughs> Just one thing, like.
1: Rewatching the chase sequence like she was killing people and it, like she just she's just like you know wiping it off like uh, just was off the shoulder um it just felt like it was a little too much no one died <laughs> she killed no one, one
0: the only person the only people that died was when the pin particles in the rockefeller center
1: no no there's a in that chase sequence at the beginning where she shot that exploding arrow into the van those guys burned to death.
0: <laughs> no, Those they, guys got to death. they got out. It was they got out. They burned camera. to death. <laughs> it was off camera. Nah, they burned the to death. The one that for sure died was Rockefeller Center with the pin particles. Where he's like, what happens now? And he's like, I don't know. I got to talk to someone. And guy. the owl takes them yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> and the owl eats them. <laughs> Just
1: takes them away. You don't see them eating. <laughs> <laughs> the owl ate them.
0: <laughs> they're, they, they're fucking dead. <laughs> um, Is my turn or your turn? Uh, number, two. number three. So oh, let's go three. for you. No, my number three for me was Kate Bishop. Okay. So,
1: yeah, number three for me is uh, Shang-Chi. Great intro to the character. Mm -hmm. I still, like, I feel like there's a lot more to learn about him, and
0: I'm excited to do that. Um,
1: But, uh, yeah, good intro.
0: Good intro. Uh, He's actually my number two, Shang-Chi. Okay. Okay. (sighs) Okay. Why he's number two is... for Obviously, because he's Asian. <laughs> yeah, a little biased. Oh, totally biased. He's from Mississauga. Yeah. But no, it's... um The odds were very stacked against him as an actor. Like, hard. Do you and, think so? Oh, yeah. Being the first Asian superhero and having all of China think you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you
1: say that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Even now, people... You know, a lot of Asians don't like him. Still. But the thing is, people are still giving him the respect he deserves because they're like, you know what, motherfucker, you got charisma. <laughs> you got
1: charisma. Yeah, and, and, and you're and... nailing the all the, the you know public aspects of it. Like
0: he's very well spoken. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like too well spoken. Yeah. I'm joking. I love Timo. <laughs> it's almost like he's it's a, new. like he's a pup. No, I love this guy. He's cool. I wonder if
1: he likes hot pot.
0: <laughs> um. So what's your uh... <laughs> What's your number um, uh two? Number
1: two for me is Yelena Romanov. Um, really, it's more just... Uh, what's her name? Florence Pugh. <laughs> Florence Pugh, yeah. Just the way she plays the role. I love her. Um, Black Widow, she obviously stole the movie. Hawkeye, everything she was in here. Just uh, I love the elevator sequence and like, leading into that comedic fight through the, the whole building that they had with her and Kate Bishop, so... Everything about her, she's just she steals every scene that she's in. So, uh,
0: number one, I wanted to. Do we have the same people? Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I wanted Andrew Garfield to be number one so bad, uh, like so bad. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? I gotta give it to Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Holland. Got it, cause he was put through the ringer. Oh yeah, like the storylines they threw at him just him as an actor the emotions oh how he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry May. I'm sorry I'm sorry oh man he had that, to be number one heartbreaking I, I couldn't
1: go with anybody else besides Garfield Tom Holland power rankings like number one on like playing death scenes like yeah it's it's heartbreaking every time he does it man yeah he brings tears yeah. Right I'd right. say he's better whether he's Garfield. dying or someone else is dying like- Garfield is better at um post death <laughs> <laughs> which is why I went with Garfield at number one Um, everything about this movie just like it made me want another amazing Spider-Man I really do hope he like shows up in Venom Universe or just something better something something more his speed where like he can really Show his full potential as Spider Man, even if it's like an older Spider Man. He writing. had his chance. Silva. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he needs number three. <laughs>
0: no, I, I wanted him to be number one for my list, but yeah. Yeah. it's just such a disservice to Tom Holland. No, no, and, and I'm why, not disrespecting Tom I'm Holland the, at all. You uh, are. But that's why Tom Holland's number one. No. Nah, and because uh, I'm not disrespectful <laughs> and I respect cinema. All right, that's yeah, why okay. Tom Holland's number one for Whatever.
1: Me. <laughs> Andrew Garfield, number one.
0: Uh, Next up, we got top five villains of 2021. I can start. Um, Number five for me, and this is totally recency biased. (laughs) Like, totally. He does not deserve to be on this list. It's only because I saw this movie last night. Bradley Cooper as John Peters <laughs> in Licorice Pizza the villain right. <laughs> but this is not an action movie are we going to this about oh, this for more action no it could be something? any movie oh, any movie now you say that well <laughs> I have Duncan Idaho in there uh, at least you could argue that's an action movie this it's is not. <laughs> it's not an action movie but Licorice Pizza I watched it last night it is a very transformative cinematic experience that reminded me that movies can still be good without superheroes and Bradley Cooper is fucking terrifying in this movie. <laughs> he is—he scares the shit out of me. Like honestly, even more than Green Goblin. <laughs> Partly because he, Probably because he's based on a real guy who's still alive, by the way. Who married Pam Anderson, then divorced her, then married another chick the very next day, <laughs> like last year. FYI, <laughs> John Pierce is st- like the person is still around kicking today, and he is so scary in this. Like he would. There's a scene. <laughs> like I, I kind of talked about it off-air, but there's a scene, I won't ruin it because I, I legit want everybody to watch this movie where he literally walks out of the dark and everybody, the audience in the movie theater, theater were holding their breath because they were so terrified of him. <laughs> and he's not doing it. He's just walking. And everybody's like, <gasps> <gasps> like literally everybody. <gasps> and he's just walking like very aggressively. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Goddamn, TT. Scary.
0: <laughs> Scary dude. Great movie. Watch it. What's your number five? I don't want to say now. <laughs> just talk about Bradley
1: Cooper from a PTA movie, and I'm going to talk about Sub Zero. <laughs> well, he's number f- my number four. Okay, so we can talk about. Okay, it. he's he's the best part of Mortal Kombat. Um, sure I was Lewis very, Tannis, but
0: yeah.
1: I was very disappointed with this movie, but everything that Joe um, Taslim did yeah. as Sub Zero, I love it. He was really the main villain. Like Shang Tsung is a nobody in this. Mm-hmm. He's the main villain in this movie. He's the one that has the gravitas and.
0: Well, he is the main villain in the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's still under Shang Chung's. Yeah, I mean, Shang's barely in the movie. I don't know. It's more so Sub Zero. I know, exactly. So, yeah, he's the greatest aspect of this movie and everything, like, whenever he's displaying his powers, delivering his
0: lines, everything, he just nails it. So. Great yeah. Sub-Zero. Great yeah, Sub-Zero. For me. Number four, uh, I liked his eyebrows. And I also <laughs> like his fighting style. And he was scary, but I – honestly, I found Bradley Cooper more terrifying <laughs> <laughs> than Sub-Zero. Are you going to just say that on every single yep. – <laughs> Every single guy. Um, so you are – that's your number five. What's your number four? All right. So number four – what's taking you so long? Why are you on a cell phone? What is this?
1: Oh, my God. It's not loading. What, who
0: is this? <laughs> Peter is scrolling through his cell phone. Here's an ad. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by me. All right. right.
1: Number four. um, I don't know the character's name, but Peter Skarsgård from Dune, the giant sloth,
0: like lizard guy. Oh, I know it. And he's on my list. I'm not saying it, though. No. Yeah. Yeah. You can say that. I'm going to expose you. Talk about this. Peter Skarsgård? It's not even Peter. No, it's Stellan Stellan Skarsgård. It's not Stellan. either.
1: Who the fuck is it? <laughs> their father. It's a Skarsgård. Yeah, it's their father. <laughs> it's Is that not Stellan Skarsgård? No. <laughs> all right. Whatever.
0: So, actually, it is still. i was just fucking with you. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, just
1: the whole character design and like, he's disgusting. He's so gross. I do not want to be near him at all. And yeah, he just, everything about him is just disgusting and just perfect.
0: as He's actually a pedophile too. That was left out of the movie. I was in the original, and it's in the book. It's like thing. too far. A bridge too far. No, the... it was in the original. So <laughs> I'm, this probably they're probably going to bring that back in the sequel. <laughs> um, number three for me was is sorry, Willem, Willem Dafoe as a Green Goblin mm-hmm. from No Way Home. No Way Home. Um, the fact that you can play the same character 20 years later and still maintain that level of energy and talent says something. I and feel like he actually elevated
1: what came before. He did. Way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because this time around there's more empathy for him. Mm-hmm. Um whereas the first one he was just kind of like a dick before his powers. Yeah. Whereas this one he's like, Oh Peter, what's going on?" <laughs>
1: even uh plus his, like his look <laughs> even was better like when he destroyed his mask and then just did that like tattered hood that he was wearing like throughout the rest of the movie. And just using William full face. <laughs> that's all you need as Green Goblin. Just William full
0: face. <laughs> uh, I i don't know. That took me out of it. Really? Uh, yeah. I need the cardboard mat. Nah, like, I, nah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ghost face.
0: Green ghost face. And whatever. I don't know. Um, so what's your That's your number? So he
1: was actually my number two. Oh, okay. So I'll go with number three for me. Okay. Which was uh, Kang the Conqueror okay. from Loki. Um, he's got a short sequence. But man, does he knock it out of the park as like a an introduction to this character? Even though it's probably not gonna be the same character that goes throughout the the whole rest of the Yeah, he's dead. MCU. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he died. <laughs> but like him everything, his his motivation, his his reason for being and explaining what he's doing, why he is, um, just I thought he Jonathan Majors as an actor just nails it out of the park, so yeah, the climax of Loki is just him talking yeah. and them watching. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the whole thing where like finale, now you get, you know, non CG and you're just talking and you're getting all this character stuff and people saw still probably bished about it. No, I don't think
0: anybody did. Not about that. I one. Hope they bitched about ep- the pen ul- pen penultimate episode where it was like a CGI finale. People didn't like that one. Where they fought a cloud. <laughs> is that what it was? But uh, that old Loki, like, really got his moment of the shine. Uh number two for me is the Baron from Dune. <laughs> number two for Dune. Um, adding Played on to by, what you, uh,
1: Stellan Skarsgård. Add on to what Stalin. you said.
0: Yes, he was gross. Um, I think the creepiest part for me was when the that shot where Oscar Isaacs is like paralyzed, mm-hmm. and Oscar Isaacs is in focus, and then in the background all you see is Stellan. It's like fat bodies floating <laughs> yeah. over the table, <laughs> and then how he just slowly approaches that Chinese guy. <laughs> yeah. So, is, it, is he more like a snake? No, 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 you, you don't get it. I,
1: don't I didn't read the books. Or
0: anything. No, you don't even just from the visuals or watching the movie, you don't get it. I thought he was like, Well, like he's a reptilian. And... No, he's a human.
1: No, no, like, I like he's human, but like the body part of it, like
0: if no, I'm... he's got legs. Did he have legs? Yeah, he has legs. Okay. Yeah.
1: that's is he just like a, a wizard or a, something? That's just a skirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's just
0: a giant skirt. Well, I, yeah, I thought it was
1: like a whole body thing. No, though. you he's see his like legs.
0: Reptilian. <laughs> nope, you see his legs. Okay. <laughs> the reason why he floats like that is because he's so fat that he can't walk <laughs> like a normal human being. So he's got these um, power packs yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't know what you call them. Uh, jet packs. <laughs> and it like lets him like hover. But other than that, he's just a regular person. A really fat person. Pretty Sure, we have the same number one. So, number one for me, are you gonna shock me? No, <laughs> you want to say it at the same time? Ready, <gasps> three, two, one, Wen, Wen Woo. Woo! Oh. Uh, <sighs> Tony Leung, oh, Tony, Tony, what did you say about his performance? His eyes, his eyes, his eyes, um, his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You, just, you get lost in them, man. The fact <laughs> that he looks really good doing martial arts, even though he's not a martial artist whatsoever, and he's like what sixty four? God, he just throws himself to every single role. Oh my god, yeah. And how he just like commands your empathy whenever yeah. he's on, on screen. He's like, hey, hey, you in the audience, cry for me. Yeah. No <laughs> matter what he's doing, you're like,
1: cry I believe this me. guy. He's I like, know, I know why. Yeah, he's like, and I, just I, cry. I, I believe in him.
0: He, like, he's doing so much just with, like, just staring at the camera. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, you're disappointed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Why did they have to kill him off? Why? He's going to come back. He hasn't come, come back. back. They can bring him back. They better bring him back. All right, so that was fun. We had our fun little action s- stuff. Hey, can we take a little break? No. So I really need to pee. I'm, like, going to burst. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'll keep going. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Peter P. Joking. Take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Back. All right. We had a lot of fun with all the action stuff because we are an action movie podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But believe it or not, we're actually cinephiles. Mainly Peter. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Why would you say that? Peter would watch a movie a day like Tom Cruise and critique them. But because he's such a good friend, he didn't do that this year. Yeah, I know. Because he was trying to make me look good. Yep. He's like, I, I know you don't watch a lot of movies. but uh, You caught on to my plan. Uh, I, recommend, I recommend all these ones. <laughs> 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 so the actual best movies of the year, um, according to the ones that Peter recommended for me to watch. Yep.
1: Not that I've watched myself, but yeah, you, I recommend.
0: Do you have a list of at best actual <laughs> movies of 2021? Not really. Okay. Because I,
1: uh, yeah, like. I did not see enough movies this year to make an accurate list. Uh, I've seen the blockbuster stuff, and you know, I gotta admit, I'm a little embarrassed that I uh, didn't see more.
0: But uh, you know, no, you, yeah, let the audience know you're a true cinephile. You're a film buff. It's in the description. Normally, I am. Normally, but this whole year, I've been spent watching like old movies. You're like a film buff. Um, you just took a "quote unquote" casual approach this year. I just watch old movies. Okay, just a casual <laughs> approach this year. Watch old movies. Fine, it's fine. <laughs> That's cool. But uh, luckily, I did my homework, and the best actual movies of 2021. Number five, you might know about this because we listened to the rewatchables, and they, Chris Ryan talks about this. The card counter.
1: Card counter. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Oscar Isaac? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Directed by (laughs) Paul Schrader.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, I got to watch this. I did not watch this. This is (laughs) a movie that I threw on, and the best way to watch it is by yourself with a tall glass of bourbon or multiple tall glasses of bourbon (laughs) because it's one of those movies where it's about this one man who's so good and obsessed with this one thing, and to throw anything in that machine just for him to falter. Ooh, that thing's happened. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Try to guess what he's good at. The title's card counter. <laughs>
1: Paul Schrader.
0: Yeah, there's even like a pretty cool quote-unquote action scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very like artfully done, and I don't want to ruin it because I actually want you to watch it, and it involves Willem Dafoe, the okay. Green Goblin.
1: Oh, he's in it. Okay. The Green Goblin. i, I got to ask you, better performance um, movie to movie. Dune or this movie
0: for uh, Oscar Isaac. Cause I really liked him in Dune. Like he's it really depends on taste. Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally like this one better. Mm-hmm. But it's more so depends on what Oscar Isaacs you want, right? Yeah. Because this one in this one, it's not necessarily the charismatic Oscar Isaac, it's the attention to detail Oscar Isaac, almost serial killer level. Okay. But you care about him because of those eyes. (laughs) Uh, Whereas Dune is like charismatic. Uh, House of (laughs) will show up for everything. I'll follow him
1: to the ends of the earth. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number four for me, um, probably recency bias, but I I generally think this is one of the best movies of the year. Okay. Licorice Pizza. Mm -hmm.
1: At number three or number four. Four, sorry. Number four.
0: Yeah. Yeah, number four. And maybe in a few years, I'll readjust the list. Not that it matters, yeah. but like I said earlier, it, it it like reminded me. It's like, hey, hey, you know that a movie doesn't have to have action scenes to be really good?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. the first message you texted me was like, this movie was transformative. <laughs> it was
0: very transformative. It reminded me. It's like, hey, 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 Bao. Yeah. Hey, Ethan Bao. Yeah. Hey, hey. It's not just about Marvel. <laughs> it's not about Marvel. It's not about superheroes. It's not about beating someone up. It's about... Going through life, man.
1: (laughs) In Hollywood. You scared the fuck out of your seat by Bradley Cooper.
0: Bradley Cooper terrified me. (laughs) Sean Penn creeped me out, but also made me laugh at the same time. Um, Watch this movie. I don't want to ruin anything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin all the funny spots, the funny edits, the long takes. Fantastic movie. Everybody watch it, even if you only watch action movies. like I know it's got... You probably maybe have
1: recency bias to it, but is it top half PTA?
0: No, no, no. Only because like PTAs has made so many good movies. Like, come <laughs> Some... <laughs> on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's in line um in with the style. Yeah. With like, have you I have say. you seen Phantom
1: Thread yet? Or? No, I haven't no. actually. Okay,
0: but I've been told it's a masterpiece. It's like top yeah. five as well. Yeah, um, it's a callback to Boogie Nights PTA. Um, Punch Run Love PTA Is a callback Because mm-hmm. you know For the past year He's been like Kind of like super serious PTA Yeah Which is You know are They're all transgressive In their own right yeah. And like For example There Will Be Blood Is ultimately his best movie um, but Better yeah. than The Master <laughs> Master is number three I'd say uh, Number two for me It's either Boogie Nights or Magnolia mm-hmm. It kind of flips To yeah. be honest uh, But number one Will always be There Will Be Blood Yeah Enough about PTA Number three for me For the year Ha <laughs> ha I had to, like, not re-watch it, but, like, I had to reread the Wikipedia page and watch some scenes. But, um, yeah, I forgot about this one. The Green Knight.
1: Green Knight.
0: Starring Deb Patel. So
1: you did watch this whole movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw the whole movie. I've seen it multiple times, actually. Did you see it just... in
1: theaters, or was it a home
0: experience? No, I had a home experience. Illegally downloaded. I mean, <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> I watched the movie. <laughs> Through illegal means, somehow. <laughs> I streamed it. Um... <laughs> I told you you wouldn't like this movie. I actually told you not to watch it because I feel like you wouldn't like it because this is more like Nicholas Winding Refn style. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does have a – the director is a better narrative storyteller than Refn, uh, but it's still a bit abstract. But at the same time, it is transformative like Licorice Piece, but in a different way. It's like it subverts the whole fantasy genre and like the journey genre. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it's a Christmas movie, (laughs) which is really weird. The
1: pantheon of uh, a diehard. Yeah, there's really no
0: action (laughs) scenes or anything, but it subverts what it means to be a king and what it means to be a hero. Um, And the ultimate thing is ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I recommend it. uh, Maybe (laughs) it's one of those movies where you got to be in the mood for. Yeah. Get in the mood for it. Watch it. You won't regret it. It's what it's. Not to sound weird, it's an experience. <laughs> uh, number two for me, adding on to this. I'll, okay, side note: originally, I had Minari on here because I wasn't sure if it's a twenty twenty. Yes,
1: Minari. I wasn't that sure. I if, actually did see.
0: I wasn't sure if it's twenty twenty or twenty twenty one.
1: I feel like it's a twenty twenty movie because, but, but it
0: said officially releasing the states in February twenty twenty one. Okay. But I felt like I watched it in twenty twenty. Yeah, I watched it in twenty twenty because yeah, yeah, streamed it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I um. I took it off because I, I felt that it wasn't fair to the um, other movies on this list mm-hmm. or of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Dune is number two for me. Dune number two, okay. Dune number Dune. three for me! <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, I have a list. No, I don't have a list. <laughs> yeah, you fell asleep
0: <laughs> during Dune.
1: No, just the whole cinematic aspect of it, like the way of shot, everything about it, technically.
0: The Maison Scene. Maison Scene. <laughs> maison Scene.
1: Maison Scene. <laughs> everything about it is just masterful. And Danny Villeneuve just nails everything. Oh, Danny
0: Villeneuve. Danny. Villeneuve. Danny Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah, Danny. One of
1: the
0: one of the great um, Quebecois directors yep. Yep. that are ticking over Hollywood. Yeah. And one died, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Jean-Marc, Jean-Marc Vallée. Vallée. Jean, Jean-Marc. Yeah. Jean-Marc Vallée. But back to Dune. <laughs> Transformative, <laughs> sure. But it's really. <sighs> It's almost like an acid trip, to be quite frank, because mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie is about, like, the red dust gets them all high and hallucinates about Zendaya. <laughs> how
1: a- how did you feel about it narratively, though? Like, just taking away, stripping away all the technical mm-hmm. aspects of it, mm-hmm. did you really get into the characters? Like, did you feel Paul Atreides was, like, a great savior character yeah. overall? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. The reason
0: why I say that is because it's not the storytelling isn't like your traditional storytelling like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It kind of subverts or sorry, not subverts, but it brings back the expressionist style, which is what Tim Burton made his bread and butter off of, okay. uh, which is like the first ba- Batman movies, you know, the, like narratively, th- those are different because mm-hmm. they're more based on like the gothic elements and like expressionist storytelling where everything's like big and bold and feel this shit. we got to talk about Batman Richard. and this and this was like a callback <laughs> to that for me. You know, like I know what you mean. Like if you watch it like a regular, you're kind of like, it's kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. but this is more about the sound, making feel small, experiencing it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's a callback. It's, it's almost like (sighs) hallucination, not hallucination, uh, hypnotic. Okay. That's what I was going for. Mm -hmm. You know how you get a hypnotic by those like early Tim Burton movies or like even when you look at a painting and feel different shit. This is what Dune was for me. Mm-hmm. Dune is basically like a two and a f- almost three hour move like painting <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. on acid. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's really every frame is like an art piece. Yeah.
0: Really. Number one for me. And I thought long and hard of like ten minutes. But um best movie. Matrix movies. Resurrections. Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> Yas. No, the best movie for me, without a shadow of a doubt, 2021. Anyone asks me, this pops in my head, and I'm not lying. And it's not recency biased, because I watched it a while ago. The Last Duel. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon's back, baby! <laughs> ben like <Affleck>, he's
1: back! <laughs> Would you... um? Is there any comparison between The Last Duel and The Green Knight at all? No. No? Not at all? <laughs> no. Totally different movies?
0: Totally different. <laughs> the Last Duel is a mixture of Rashomon. Yeah. And I guess you king of Event Gladder whatever like sword and sandals epic yeah, yeah. things it's just how like <laughs> it's first off it's hilarious for one thing over over a serious subject matter such as me too moment but it's also hilarious because it shows him from like different perspectives like i'll give you an example like um the one perspective from matt damon is like during this battle how he's like for friends <laughs> and he rushes off into battle by himself <laughs> uh and then adam driver's perspective he's like we can't leave our posts. They'll take the bridge. And Matt Damon's like, Then they can have it! Yeah, yeah. It's funny. And also, because Matt and Ben wrote the script, a yeah. bit of a hot take here. I, I almost feel like it's like their confession. <laughs> their confession to the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Watch the movie, you know what I mean. Because Ben Affleck, even Ben Affleck's character in the movie, like, he is complacent, but at first he does question things. He's kind of like, "Are you sure that's what happened? Are you sure he didn't rape her? Are you sure?" But then ultimately he becomes complacent, oh. and I and I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that's that's like his mini like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry." This is how I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And to add on top of that, strong female character and um, Jodie Comer, Jodie Comer, probably honestly best actress of the year, best performance. And sweet final battle. How is it? Action wise. How the, did fi- it- the final, the actual last duel. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Watch it. Uh, Do Arnold, they show it in
1: three different perspectives or is it just? Just, just, one, yeah, just one. Just one. The, okay. the
0: final, the actual last duel is from Jody Comer's um, perspective.
1: Which is the neutral one.
0: No, that's no. the thing. They actually, they label, they label the perspective. It's pretty cool. So obviously, Matt Damon's Adam Driver's, but then when they go to Jody Comer's, it says the truth. Um, oh, so it's not—it's not a it's not perspective. Yeah, <laughs> it's what happened. Honorable mentions, and I've seen a lot, and I probably could have mentioned way more, but I just kind of narrowed it down to like,
1: have you, know, you seen uh,
0: House of Gucci? That's, that's actually the it. first one. <laughs> um, House Gucci, I. Really liked the style and the overtopness and the zaniness of it all. <laughs> I don't think it's really that good of a movie narratively because okay. uh, it kind of meanders a bit. It, it does what most Ridley Scott movies do, where they overstay their welcome a little bit. Okay, Last Duel didn't do that. that. That's why I appreciate it. But watch it for Jared Leto's performance.
1: <laughs> Jared Leto's all right. Just
0: just watch Jared Leto's parts, <laughs> and it's like worth the price of admission, or streaming, or YouTube, or whatever you how you watch it. Check <laughs> it out. <laughs> Hilarious um, Another thing I wanted to add This is kind of like a mixture Because I, I feel like this would be a pretty sweet double feature Because mm-hmm. they're both like human dramas That are very powerful uh, First off we got The Humans mm-hmm. Starring Stephen Yuen and Richard Jenner
1: I have not heard of that actually I don't
0: know. Google it or YouTube it Google But it's it. it's a, the way they shot it in The mise-en-scene and the way they frame it It's very claustrophobic Okay, It's literally just a dinner with like the in-laws or like your girlfriend's parents, but it, it, you feel very suffocated in it, mm-hmm. and this goes hand in hand with small engine repairs uh, with John Bernthal. Okay, that was originally a play, and it it's pretty funny, but it's also really, really fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really fucked up. Like if you want like a dark comedic experience, and you question why they did that. Check it out. Um, old. M. Night Shyamalan's old. old. I recommend that. Uh, Fear Street movies on Netflix. They're all on there. Mm-hmm. Check them all out. Very good horror experiences. Speaking of horror, Hollywood Kills. I don't really know what's going on in the movie, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Antlers, directed by Scott Cooper. The animal, like the actual antler animal. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, And lastly, The Guilty with Gyllenhaal. Hall. You need some Gyllenhaal Hall, your life. (laughs) It's a one man show, and it's written by Nick Pizzolatto. Mm -hmm. You know, true detective.
1: This one I did see. Did you? (laughs) What did you think of it? What did you think? Um, I enjoyed it, like uh, just Gyllenhaal's Hall's performance and everything, and like you know, um, I don't know the. it, It felt very much like phone booth to me. I don't know if you... Uh, know yeah, that, no, I yeah. know Fombo. Yeah. Who doesn't know Fombo? Who doesn't know Fombo? So it felt like a little bit like that, but like with the stronger performance because I, I do like Hall a little bit more than... He's him. always like
0: crying underneath the surface, which yeah. I like, always.
1: There's like this intensity to him that like you feel scared of him, but also like oh, I, I empathize with him. So yeah, he, he really brought that aspect out of it in the role, so... Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this all up in 2021? It's over. I have a lot of catching up to do apparently. (laughs) Yeah. A lot's happened. A lot of stuff in our personal lives. We both like had some achievements that we won't share here because not everybody's (laughs) your friend, but uh, (laughs) new stuff's coming. Um, yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel. More reaction videos. <laughs> more reaction videos. I have more time now. Uh, the reason why I've been slacking cuz I've actually been full-time working and full-time school, FYI. Post grad, no big deal. No big deal. Um but yeah, I actually have some free time, but yeah, thanks for listening guys and we will be back.